probably thinking about next week's weather, uh, at least two days in the 20s. But yeah. good news, I guess, or better news, you know, last Christmas when we had days where it didn't get above freezing, we are going to be above freezing at least during right. the day. That, that actually is a big deal, and uh, so uh, that'll help. But it's going to get cold, Jeff. I mean, they're saying now mid to lower 20s, and if you do that for two nights in a row, and uh, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty tough. No doubt. And it will be at least two days. Right. I, I haven't seen beyond, I guess, Tuesday morning into Wednesday, but right. uh, at least two uh, days. So what are we doing? So, so we're going to talk again about, I talked a little, a little bit about this last week. I think it was last week. But now people are paying attention. And exactly. Now, now they said, uh, <laughs> yeah. okay. So, uh, so but I, I, I maybe try to get a little bit more specific because a lot of people come with questions at the store so I can kind of, um, you know, talk about those questions and and what one issue is for some reason people say listen I'm, i want to leave a little vent at the top of the uh top could i do that uh at the top when i cover it leave a little hole at the top and the answer to that is no and and the reason that is is the is the is the, is the reason you're covering this thing to the ground is that uh so no heat will escape so if you take if you cut a little thing at top and i get what people worried about i said look if I, if I don't leave an opening at the top uh it's gonna get too hot in there and that's true if you're using visqueen uh, and we'll talk a little bit about visqueen but and leave it on after it gets above free heat uh, gets above freezing yeah right so with the, the, with the with the freeze cloth you can actually leave it sealed tight all day and all night and not worry about it. no hole at the top it, it does breathe enough now what i'm telling people is that if anything is, if for this cold, if it's cold, if it's a, a cold-sensitive plant, I would cover with both. I would actually use the freeze cloth first that you can keep on there, uh, you know, for two or three days with no problem, but use also visqueen on top of that. And the reason for that is is that that will allow uh, no uh, heat loss at all, or, or for the most part. Now. Here's the big hook. And so, you still need to remove that visqueen. Exactly. Now. So you can't put it on too early and you can't put it on too late, meaning that the visqueen must be put on late in the day. I would, Depending on how the sun, if it's not a sunny day, you can put it on at 4 o'clock, no problem. If it's a sunny day, maybe 4.30 would be the earliest I'd put it on, and you'd seal it. It'll build up heat under there, but that's okay. It'll be able to trap that heat. And then the next day, depending on the sun and the temperature, people say, oh, i got to go out there at, you know, whenever the sun comes out, 6, 6.30 in the morning. No, not necessarily. But I'd say by 8 o'clock, if it's a bright sunny day, you want to have the visqueen off, but you can leave the freeze cloth on. That allows that. Uh, and and it's getting the cold is getting so sustained, I think it's going to be necessary this time. Remember that the freeze cloth will give you, you know, 4 or 5 degrees. So you get something around – you know, 27, 28, 26, that's going to help tremendously. You start to get in the lower 20s, sustained lower 20s, that's a problem, and that's that's what it's going to be. So, And it really depends on the plant. So, uh, you know, just kind of look out for that. You can also, you know, someone came in yesterday and was buying a, a, a piece of freeze cloth. I said, you know, I don't know uh, if, if this is going to cover everything. And so I started talking to her about it. I said, you know what? Do you have any boxes? I said, there's some of the stuff is not cold sensitive. And one of them she was talking about was uh, these shishi camellias. And I said, 
you know, you may be able to get away with not covering it, but if you have some boxes, cover it with the boxes, and that would be fine for that. Now, it wouldn't be fine, good enough for a croton or a hibiscus, but it's better than nothing. So if, if all you've got is a, a, a sheet and a couple of boxes and you've got three plants that are sensitive, use it. I mean, try. So it's really you're trying to get it so that it traps some of the heat that's coming out of the ground and you're trying to get it so that the wind that's blowing doesn't just just continue to take the heat away. So if you can cover it, uh, that's going to help you a lot. It's better than doing nothing. Now, people also talk about, well, do I need to build a frame? Uh, well, ideally, yes. In other words, uh, uh, if you, if let's say you use a sheet and then it rains, well, that sheet's going to get heavy and start to collapse and freeze solid. But if any leaf that touches the cloth or the visqueen or whatever will freeze and you'll have burn back. But that's okay. Uh, it's better than nothing. But if you can build a frame, that would be ideal. Uh, you won't have any breakage. You will not have any, uh, any leaf damage and no wind damage. So you definitely want to do that and you want to prepare, and, uh, meaning that you want to start now so you're not having to fight. The good thing about the, the uh, freeze cloth, you can actually – Put that freeze cloth on your plants the day of, that Monday. You don't have to wait till it gets real cold. You could actually do it Sunday. Uh, I don't know when the temperatures are going to start to, to drop severely, but, uh, you know, get it on, and then, you know, if, you, if you're able to cover it with the visqueen, you're going to do that dead last. So like, you know, Monday night at 4 o'clock, you can cover it at 4.30, you can cover it with the visqueen. And uh, that's going to help you. What are th some of the, the most common one that we get questions on is going to be the citrus. And as I said last week, if you have some citrus that you planted in August, September, October, November, you can actually just take those out of the ground. They'll come up easy, wrap the ball in plastic, and go put them in an enclosed garage or something uh, in the house, uh, any place that there will – any heat, whatever. And you'll be amazed. You better plop them back in the ground. Uh, you know that Friday after, and they will not have seen any effect. We did that last year. How how long? What, what would be the limit on uh, the length of time it's been in the ground? Well, that's going to be a matter of water, and so. But you don't need to put it in a pot. You don't need to replant it in a pot. You just need to actually take it up delicately, put it in a garbage bag, just the base, not the whole plant, and then bring it in. Water would be the issue, Jeff, and so I would say about a week. Okay. You know, you're not, you know, if you can give it some sunlight, then maybe a little bit longer, but you'd have to give it some water. But usually this is what's going to happen. This is what happened last year, and this is what happened on three years ago on the other hard freeze, was that we got those freezes, and then it was beautiful thereafter. And last year was a prime example of that. We got those freeze, that one freeze in December, and it was a brutal one. And it was spring-like weather till March when we got a, a day with 32 degrees, mm -hmm. which was yeah. bad only because people had planted some plants. But other than that, it was nothing. Uh, so, and, and the same thing was the last two or three years ago, we got one about the middle of February and it was spring like weather thereafter. So, but you had to do it again, you would do it again, but it's, it's much easier than trying to protect a newly planted citrus when it's just much easier and you will get no damage at all. If you just pluck it out of the ground and then go replant it. What we're looking at now, any concerns about established uh, citrus? Yeah, those, those I, I, I'm going to say you have to, uh, you're going to have to cover. And, and here's the, uh, the, the good part about it, Jeff, is that a lot of people lost a lot of citrus last year. 
because of that freeze. It's kind of weird. The one we got uh, in December last year, which much was much more damaging than the one that we got in February of two or three years ago. And so this one is pretty close to December. So I, I would say you want to protect. Now, obviously, Jeff, uh, people who have uh, these big trees that you can't cover, I mean, there's all kind of strategies, very difficult to implement. Uh, but, I mean, water is a big one. You know, if you can kind of basically keep the main trunk wet, continue, if you have a continuous dripping of the main trunk and freeze the main trunk, that's going to give you four or five degrees. Easier said than done. You can't, you know, people say, well, I'm going to go take the holes and about 6 o'clock at night I'm going to go wet it. And that's okay if it freezes, and, and but it's hard. When people do it, they'll actually have a little emitter that's emitting emitting water till it freezes and then they'll have a the whole trunk will be solid ice and it, it actually actually helps but it's uh it's easier said than done gotcha uh let's talk a little bit about some of the bedding plants that we should be concerned about uh or not concerned about and uh pansies are the the big one they will be fine the flowers will be fine not a non-issue uh snapdragons will be fine if for some reason, and I think it's, I think there's a front coming through with this one, a, a wet front. Yeah. So I, I don't think we need to water anything in. However, uh, I was at a house this morning, and they had some container plants that were under an eave. And that's an easy one. They just don't get watered. So that, you know, it could be a hardy plant. You need to water that stuff in. So anything, any container plant wants, needs to be watered in if it doesn't get the rainwater. And certainly any, uh, uh, any plant that's in the ground will need to be watered early in the day. However, I think the I think we're gonna get sufficient amount of rain. That's not gonna be a problem. Uh, ornamental cabbage, violas, uh, no problem at all. No problem at all. The the one that's gonna be close is gonna be petunias. So if you have some petunias in the container or in the ground that'll be easy to cover, it might be a good idea to go ahead and, and cover those. If you cover up uh, the petunias with freeze cloth, they'll be fine. Um, uh, but certainly we don't have to worry about the basics, which would be snap. Uh, snaps, pansies, and violas, uh, they will take as much cold as we'll ever get. Uh, I'm going to talk about veggies uh, toward the end, but hibiscus is the other big one. You know, a lot of people have hibiscus. And, uh, uh, Jeff, kind of a side note, you know, up till three or four years ago, the previous hard cold was back in the late 80s. So it was about 30, 35 years before the previous hard cold. So what we had, we had a lot of plants then that had overwintered many, many winters that actually froze. This past freeze, we didn't have that because people lost so much two years ago or three years ago that the one that that froze re, uh, most recently in December, uh, not as much was lost because we had lost so much the previous. And I think the same is going to be true here. A lot of people have not replanted. I mean, if you lost citrus last year. Uh, you know, we sell a lot of citrus trees, but not everybody replanted. So there's going to be less damage out there strictly because we lost so much last December. But if in hibiscus, I'm bringing that up because hibiscus is one of them. A lot of people lost their hibiscus. But the hibiscus, if it's too big, I would cut it back now and then either put mulch and cover the whole thing and cover it. Uh, you could cover it in anything, a box, a uh, uh, visqueen, but you have to uncover it, or freeze cloth, anything like that, and I think you will be fine. Uh, in the container, you want to try to get that container out of the uh, uh, out of the wind. You know, I always tell people don't cut your hibiscus till February 
uh, right before spring, and that way you know a hard cold is not going to come because it's going to leaf out and flush out. Well, we can't – this one's going to be too tough, and I would strongly suggest us cutting those things back. And I'm talking about if it's a uh, – you want to cut it back as far as you have to cut it back to, to get it covered and, uh, and get it covered well. So if, if it's a, a four-foot hibiscus and you need to cut it down to two feet, I would do it so that you can cover it and maintain that covering, and that's going to be important. Crotons, you got to get them inside. Uh, you know, it's, it's just going to get uh, too cold. Uh, the Lily of the Niles, that's a, that's a big one. Last year they turned white. I mean, literally white. It wasn't brown. It was white. And so they will make the freeze. However, if you want to try to limit uh, how they look, uh, then cover them. But good news is the Lily of the Niles will, from last year, if you have any newly planted ones, maybe I, I would definitely cover those only because they're more, probably much more vulnerable to the hard cold because they're not as established. But basically, they'll be okay. Uh, uh, Bird of Paradise is one uh, that. But there's other ones, uh, Mandevillas, Vines. If you have a Mandevilla, that's, they, Mandevillas will vine, you know, 8, 10 feet. Uh, it wouldn't hurt to cut them back and mulch the heck out of and cover it so that that root system will, will uh, hopefully stay established. And just anything, you know, camellias, azaleas, you should be fine. Um, you know, the, the the good news is that we have a little bit a little bit of a track record of what happened last year. So that will help the homeowners a lot and say, you know what, last year I didn't cover my azaleas, and they were fine. And so they're going to be fine this year. So uh, that track record is going to give you a little bit of information. And then, but if it's the newly planted stuff that you may not know about. And, and, and so you want to kind of protect uh, a lot of these tropicals that are – that are newly planted. Now, let's talk about vegetables, and that's another big question. You know, we're starting to get now uh, some of these vegetables that are actually almost ready to harvest. So if you have broccoli that's, that's, head, that's, head, that's headed up and maybe not quite as big as you wanted it, cut it. Uh, cabbage, if, you know, normally, you know, with it, when it comes to a cabbage, Jeff, you go in there and you'll feel it to see how firm the head is. And, you know, I had one yesterday. I felt it. It wasn't quite firm, but I harvested it. Because I know it's going to, what will happen with a cabbage, especially the combination of moisture, it'll freeze and explode. Mm -hmm. So it'll just freeze that head solid and just explode. So you want to kind of harvest that stuff. If you don't want to harvest it, then you're going to have to cover it. Um, uh, tender things such as carrots and beets, you, you're going to have to have to cover it. You know, all this is cool season stuff. You say, well, it can take the cold, but not this extreme. And then um, uh the leafy stuff like lettuce and mustard and turnip greens and all that, uh, I would harvest it if you can. If you can't harvest it, I would I would cover it uh, to kind of give it half a shot so it won't burn back. Uh, you know, at least this one's coming a little bit later. See, what happened last year, uh, the, a lot of the vegetables weren't ready to harvest at okay, all. Okay, gotcha. And so you, you had to just kind of go with the flow. This one, a lot of people have either already harvested already or are close enough to harvest that they can do it. And then, so then they just may be worried about the carrots and the beets. And, and then you just want to kind of cover those. I think if you cover that, you're going to be fine. And, uh, uh, you know, every, everything will, will be good. So, yeah, just, you know, early prep, early prep, Jeff. There's two, two reasons. One, a lot of the, you know, the freeze cloth, they, we, we're going to run out at some point. It's going to be gone, and, uh, and we will run out. And, um so and it's too late to harvest more on on the freeze what? cloth. Yeah, you can't har harvest <laughs> any more of that. But uh, we did get another shipment in today, so we'll be okay. But you know how it goes, Jeff. It goes fast, yeah. and, and so 
and, and you don't want to be messing with this out in the rain and or cold cold rain and so that combination so the freeze cut gives you an opportunity to pre-prepare so that you can do it way ahead of time and not fight the rain and all that stuff and uh you know we'll be busy at the uh, at the store we we actually like the citrus we'll bring in uh inside and uh and and then we will actually uh, take other other stuff and and uh, put it against the the heated part of the building, and that would be enough for the stuff that's not real tropical, and uh, and then we cover we cover all the shrubs and everything else. So that's kind of the uh, the ins and outs of it. So just a little preparation will help you a lot, and uh, and hopefully you know how it goes, Jeff. Sometimes they they miss it, you know, or or they I think the weathermen have to play it safe and so they say the worst uh so that if they're wrong you know the the consumer or the homeowner will have protected their pipes but uh i think we're gonna get down there and you know usually when when i say i'm not sure is when they say it's gonna get down to 22 and then warm up the next day and then the rest of the day is gonna be warm generally it doesn't get as cold as they say but when they start to say these sustained colds and two nights in a row you know, odds are we're going to get something. It's just a matter of how bad it's going to be. There you go. Anything else you want to – we talked about this before you came on the air, though. A little uh, construction on Hopkins. Still easy access from St. Peter, but you got a detour for folks? Yeah, so if you're coming down Hopkins, it's for the first three blocks from St. Peter down to about Field Street. It's been blocked off for a week. And so I know they're doing drainage work and all that, which is great. So if you're trying to get to the store, you can have to go down Main and, and uh, or meander your way the other way. But Main Street to uh, St. Peter, you can get in the parking lot, no problem. Okay, just want to make sure people uh, know there isn't. If normally they would access south of you uh, coming up Hopkins. Right, uh, that, that. they're going to have to detour around that. Very good. Richard, always a pleasure. Appreciate you coming by. Good luck uh, with uh, all your plants and uh, other stuff. Thank you, Jeff.